Welcome to Behind the Song with Allison Cote. I'm your host, Allison. Let's get started. Hey everybody, on today's episode, I have a very hardworking artist, musician, songwriter, educator, and mother. I'm thrilled to sit down and talk with Kaylee Skomorowski. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you, Allison? Good. So thank you so much for chatting with me today. Um, So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in music. Well, um, as you said, I'm a a music teacher, singer-songwriter, mom, all sorts of those things. Uh, but I actually started in music in general as a, a young girl doing music ministry in my parish back in Saskatoon where I grew up. And I was really kind of given the reins there. So I got to really work on playing and accompanying myself and just getting comfortable and used to that. And uh, from there, you know, band and choir in high school and doing shows and stuff like that got me really interested. And that's why I chose the path of music education. And in high school, I did a lot of kind of creative writing and, and that's where the, the songwriting started. So, but yeah. Perfect. So you just released your your single, Little Eyes, on March 17th and it's so good. So what inspired the song? Uh, so Little Eyes uh, is really about, I, I wrote it on mat leave with my firstborn child, who's six now. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it is. It was, it was a, I had a lot of time on my hands and I was spending a lot of time with a little person. And uh, it's actually kind of the thing, that, the piece that got me out of my, I guess, writer's block, you could say. I did an album many, many moons ago and when I started teaching, I just found I didn't really have much time or drive to sit down and write. And every time I did, it just wasn't, nothing really flowed, nothing really happened. So it was a good four years of, of, of blockage. Wow. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then, yeah, being at home with Jude and um, yeah, writing Little Lies. But Little Lies is very much about uh, how little people look at the world and how it's just, you know, exciting, brand new uh, place and how we really kind of lose that. But it's pretty special to be able to watch that in a young person. Yeah, for sure. So you have two little ones? Yes, I do. Four oh, and six. Yeah. Oh, well, I have two little ones too. Three and one. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> so how time. long? Yes. So how long did the song take you to write? Uh, you know, it's, it came together pretty quickly, but I kind of just finished it and tucked it away in the shelf. And I had a few, you know, coffee house uh, performance opportunities where I'd pull it out now and again, but it, it kind of just, I guess, sat there as a, as a seed uh, for, for many years after that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like songwriters have so many of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for just sure. Tucked in the corner waiting. <laughs> yeah. So who produced uh, the track and where did you record it? So I recorded here in Prince Albert uh, at Trisonic Sound with Joel Rose. And uh, we, I did the, you know, the, I have the full album coming out uh, April 7th. And so we did the whole album there. And nice. uh, Joel was very much, a, you know, partnership situation. So he uh, definitely helped co-produce a lot of, uh, well, the whole album. So uh, yeah, it was it was he and I together uh, on that one for sure. Great, yeah. So you have an album coming out on April seventh. So how many tracks are on the album? The album has nine tracks, uh, but the vinyl 
I could only fit eight. So there's uh, one that's only existing in the in the digital realm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so with the album, did you have most of it um, written before you started recording or did you do a lot of writing kind of along the way? I had everything ready to go. Like, well, actually, no, that's a lie. <laughs> I had kind of nine songs that I knew I wanted to record. And then there was, as we were getting, uh, you know, working through the process and there was a song that I was going to put on the album and it just wasn't quite fitting with everything else. And while I was in the studio working on uh, the rest of the album, I, I did end up sitting down one night and, and writing something else that uh, fit just everything else that I was feeling and, and matched more of, of what I was trying to say. So I ended up doing like a swap with one for, for a different one that I wrote in the meantime. But, cool. Yeah. So I know it's super hard to choose because it's like choosing a favorite child, but on the album, <laughs> is there a song that you can't wait for everybody to hear? Oh, lots <laughs> for sure. And yeah. yes, it, it is a, it's a tough question. But yeah. I think um, I probably have to pick two. Okay. Uh, the one would be the, the title track, Stay Wild, which is is really what the, the album's named after. Uh, I think it kind of concisely sums up what everything else is is also saying on the album. Uh, I just think everything else maybe, you know, goes takes that same idea and theme and, and goes into different crevices of, of my life and experience. But uh, Stay Wild's kind of the the umbrella concept, I guess, for everything else that's on the album. And then the other piece is the one that I actually wrote uh, while we were in the recording process. And it's a piece called Slow Down. Okay. And it's, uh, yeah, it's it's quite, well, a bit different than everything else on the album. It's a lot more, uh, it's just me and piano, whereas everything else is, you know, full band. But yeah, I think those two would be my my top tracks. Your top ones? Nice. I can't wait to hear it. So you also have a show coming up at the EA Rawlinson on the same day as your album released. So where can people get tickets? And I know there's a live stream thing happening. So how does that all work? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the the wonders of doing live music during a pandemic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the creative juices that they've had to, to get flowing in order to make all that work. But mm -hmm. the in-person tickets are sold out right now because the Rollinson, okay. Rollinson is capped at a pretty uh, small number there. But the live stream tickets are available. So if anyone is to go to the uh, Ian Rollinson website and uh, go to shows and click on my name, it's the one with all the letters, and then uh, <laughs> there's the live stream tickets. And they are the, the, the art center is doing such a great job of supporting artists in this too. So half of the revenue from the live stream also uh, goes back to me. So we get to support oh, great. the venue as well as, yeah, some of that goes, nice. goes back. So yeah, perfect. Nice. So who's going to be joining you on stage? I have, so Joel, obviously, who did yeah. uh, all the guitars and bass on the album. Uh, so it's a no brainer. He'll be on stage. <laughs> and then uh, an old friend of mine, Danny Earl, who actually, uh, when I released my my first album from um, 10 years ago, uh, I did the release in Saskatoon, but I had just moved to PA and it was one of my co-workers and, and good friends, Danny Earl, who played that show. And oh, he wow. played on this album, you know, so oh, nice. it's a nice way of tying it together. <laughs> so yeah. he'll be doing the show as well. 
Uh, and then Kirk Pilon, a friend of mine who I used to play in another group with, is going to be playing bass. Nice. And uh, yeah, and then Kiana Wirtz, who actually did all the artwork and stuff for the for the CD, and she helped me with all the merch and stuff like that. Uh, she's uh, another local musician. She's doing some backing vocals and some acoustic guitar and filling in things there. So. Perfect. And I was going to ask you before when we were talking about the album, um, the musicians on Little Eyes are so incredible. So I wanted to ask who was all playing. Is that the same people or? Yeah. <laughs> Same yeah. people, actually, everybody on Little Eyes that would just be like myself and Joel and Daddy. So just the three of nice. us. Yeah, it sounds so incredible. I love it. I love that it's like real music, like real instruments, because a lot of music now isn't necessarily that. <laughs> oh, for sure. And a lot yeah. of like, I, I really appreciate some of that that's out there right now. Like, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure I'm not the only person in the world that really enjoyed what Taylor Swift had to give us all this summer. It was fantastic. I loved it. But again, (laughs) so much like not real instruments Mm -hmm. and and music in it, right? Yes. I know. That's why I love what you guys are doing. It's so good. Um, And then obviously you're going to be performing songs from this album. Are you going to be performing any songs from your last album? Yeah, we've got kind of the top, there's a there's about four or five pieces on the first album that, you know, have the most streams and purchases and works, mm-hmm. you know, some of my, my most favorites to play. So we'll be Her. doing um, those as well. <laughs> nice. Is that yeah. your puppy? <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> For sure. So cute. So you released your first album back in 20, 2010, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about that album and where you recorded that. So that one, I uh, I recorded in Saskatoon, and come here. <laughs> Actually, the it was a friend of mine's studio uh, who I recorded with in Saskatoon, and he really helped with the uh, the producing and the mixing and mastering for that. And uh, it was called PM Recording Studios at that point in time. But uh, he has his own venture now. And he actually, he did the mixing and mastering for this album too. So that oh, was cool. Josh Palmer out of Saskatoon. Okay. So that's who he did all the guitars and a bunch of stuff on the first one. So it was nice to kind of bring him back in that because I was happy with the sound, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah, which for is sure. a, a weird thing to say that I, I like my sound, but it feels like me, hey. you know? You should be so a I fan of to... your own music. <laughs> if you yeah. like it, we're all going to like it, right? <laughs> that's true. Hopefully, so you, anyways. Yeah. yeah. You took a big, like a pretty decent break between albums. As I had mentioned, you're a teacher now and you have a family. So what challenges did you find recording this album compared to the last album with having all these extra responsibilities? And how did you find the time? (laughs) Honestly, it's one of, well, I'll say not the only, but one of the very few positive things to have come out of my life as a result of this pandemic. Um, but when everything, you know, stopped, I, my cup is filled so much from my work. Like I, I love, love, love my work as a music educator mm-hmm. and uh, the community ensembles and all that stuff that I do. And it's, uh, it's work, but it's also what fills my cup. So uh, with all of that depleted, I knew I would need to find something or I would go crazy or my husband would, you know, drive me out to a field somewhere and say good <laughs> luck. So, uh, yeah, I that's kind of where the time piece came from, you know, is all of that mm-hmm. that was open. Obviously, my family responsibilities um, remained the same, but 
so I made the, the space was already there. And I, I, I also made more in making the priority for, for just my own mental health and, and, and grounding and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But a, a lot has changed uh, in 10 years. Obviously, like a, a lot of my life has changed, but a lot of the industry too, you know. Oh, I know. <laughs> so different now. <laughs> like I, streaming wasn't even a thing. I know. My last album. Yeah. So um, <laughs> getting into all of that and, and trying to understand the ins and outs of, of self-publishing. Uh, it, yeah, it's been, it's been a learning curve for sure. But yeah. Uh, tapped into lots of people that uh, kind of knew what they were doing and just tried to piggyback on their knowledge and experience. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so what would you say is the hardest part of being pulled in so many different directions? I think it's, you know, ha- ma- making the choices and, and balancing out like the choices you make for yourself versus the choices you make for your family or your community. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing that I learned in all this was, um, I think one of the reasons I couldn't write for so long was because I was completely um, consumed with the, you know, this new responsibility that I wanted to do the best that I could, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm a little bit of OCD perfection in, in some of that. <laughs> so uh, I just really, you know, I, I didn't make the space. I didn't make the mental space. I didn't make the heart space and I didn't make the time. And I, I knew I was kind of letting that go, even though it was important to me. Like I consciously knew I was kind of just, saying, you know, maybe I'm just closing this chapter on my life and this is who I am now. But I always Mm -hmm. had that little sting of regret, you know, like Mm -hmm. I was doing all of the stuff that's, that served everybody else. And that stuff was great for me. Like I said, it filled my cup, it nourished my soul. I wouldn't have given up, you know, other than being forced to with the pandemic, but yeah. (laughs) So yeah, I think I'm, I'm hoping that going forward, I can remain a little bit more balanced in, in maintaining these parts that are that are me as an as an individual artist as opposed to you know the mm-hmm. the me standing on the podium in front of a, a band or a choir or whatever yeah for sure yeah. I get that as a mom like and you know working there's just no time for yourself <laughs> yes yeah uh, so I've been asking everybody this same question as 2020 was a super challenging strange year what was the biggest challenge you were faced with and how did you overcome it as an artist, a teacher, and a mother? Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I think the one for me personally is kind of that one I said before was mm-hmm. when the dust settles and everything that you've been going a thousand miles a minute to do and for a bazillion of good reasons, like I'm, you know, no regrets and all that, but mm-hmm. Uh, when it's suddenly gone and it's just like you staring at yourself in a mirror being like, what am I going to do today? Um, mm-hmm. there's, yeah. <laughs> I, I, that was, I think the hardest for me, you know, like we went um, and, and my, my husband's a busy guy too. And just managing the family and all that, like we were everywhere all the time and my kids were at rehearsals and my, you know, it was like days would go by and I wouldn't even know that a, a week was done, you know? So I think I learned a lot just just facing that that pace change was a big one mm-hmm. and then you know families again because as a family we, we, we spend as much time as we can together but when you go from having evenings and weekends to like in the lockdown in the spring to yeah. 24 hours a day <laughs> every day all the uh-huh. time 
Uh-huh. <laughs> and the only adult you see is your spouse, and the only other humans you see is your kids. Children, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was it was good because we found things to do together, and I uh, am so grateful for for those things. And again, going forward, uh, to remind myself that how important those things were, because a lot of those experiences we had. Uh, or what inspired me to write a lot of the stuff that that's on the album, you know? So in yeah. taking care of me, I was able to, you know, write some things, but also have some very special family time that probably wouldn't have been there otherwise if I was doing a show or whatever. So Yeah, for sure. I definitely think it made us all slow down a little bit. That's for sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so is there anything you've learned or started doing during the pandemic that you will continue to do post-pandemic? Um, well, other than the music, which I hope to keep, uh, you know, working at and, and now that I've got, uh, like 200 vinyl on the way as a result of my Kickstarter, (laughs) I've got some, some merch to sell. So that will keep me active and playing. (laughs) Um, but aside from music, I actually, um, also on my first mat leave with my son, I started a quilt that I, I finished this pandemic. So it sat in a closet unfinished for five years. And I picked up, I did a lot of that, like picked up a lot of that. Yeah. So then, uh, I've done a lot of quilting of all things, which is, has been good. Cool. Yeah. yeah. That's a cool skill to have. Well, I think it sounds better than I, I binged Netflix for four hours. If I say, uh, it's true, I it's true. Kind of <laughs> now watching Netflix. Yes. There you go. I like that. <laughs> Uh, and what are you most looking forward to doing once life hopefully goes back to normal (laughs) oh god ensemble music like I just Mm -hmm. I want to I want to get a group of people together and and sing together and and get a concert band back together and just um you know make some some beautiful sounds that uh god I miss that so much Mm -hmm, for sure So speaking of your merch, it looks fantastic. I actually want to get some. Um, (laughs) Where can people get their hands on the merch, the album, and the single? So uh, the single is streaming only. So it's on um, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, iTunes, uh, and then, of course, like my Bandcamp page. So, yeah, that's that's for the single. But uh, I'm just actually working on getting some of my merch up on my Bandcamp page uh, tonight here. So People will be able to order the vinyl there and uh, if they want that or CDs. Um, and once I get some more, a lot of my merch is, is out. I, I made what I needed to for the Kickstarter plus a, a bit of other things. And it's pretty much all spoken for. So I have to make some more. Yeah, you will. <laughs> Perfect. But yeah, that'll all be up on my Bandcamp page, which will it, it's linked to my website um, as well as my, my Facebook and Instagram accounts. So. Perfect. And how can, I guess it's just Kaylee Skomorowski. Is that what it's under? Yeah. The website's just kskomorowski.com. Okay. Perfect. Um, And do you have any upcoming videos or I guess tour is kind of probably hard to do in a pandemic, but any other shows coming up? Um, after the Rollinson gig, nothing planned, but my hope is, um, to maybe get some backyard gigs, uh, lined up, uh, you know, around the community and, and farther. So anybody mm-hmm. out there that, you know, wants someone to come in and, and sing some 
some about their feelings in their backyard. <laughs> <laughs> call you up. I would that's yeah, call me. Yeah. Call me. I'll I'll do the I'll do the feelings on the piano in the backyard and we'll have a good time. So yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping to set some of that stuff up. Yeah. I'm just kind of waiting to see what happens with uh, restrictions and, and all that kind of stuff and this mm-hmm. this new variant wave we're dealing with right now. So yeah. Well, Kaylee, thank you so much for taking time on a school night to chat with me about your music. I wish you so much success, and I'm looking forward to listening to the album. Awesome. Thanks again for having me, Allison. It's always fun to talk about this stuff. So, <laughs> Don't forget to get your tickets and access to the live stream to Kaylee's show at the E.A. Rawlinson Center in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan on April 7th. You can find Kaylee's music everywhere music is sold and streamed. And don't forget to check out her new album, which will be released on April 7th as well. You can send me your questions, ideas, and artists for future shows to Behind the Song with AC at Outlook.com. And find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Behind the Song with Allison Cote. Have a great week, and I'll see you next Friday. Bye.